Broncos country, and happy Friday. Welcome back inside the UC Health Training Center for today's edition of Broncos Now. Team reporter and host Sydney Jones here. And coming up today, I'll have the final injury report ahead of Sunday's game. And we'll hear from head coach Nathaniel Hackett. Plus, Broncos lead writer Eric Delala joins the show for a game preview. All that and more on today's episode. Just two days now until the Denver Broncos are back at Empower Field at Mile High for their home opener versus the Houston Texans. The team had another practice today and head coach Nathaniel Hackett talked to the media following it. He discussed how the guys responded this week and what their focus has been like at practice. Yeah, I'll tell you, they've been great. I mean, it has been all football. I think they're excited to get back out on the field and uh, and be able to compete again. So I think that that's all you can ask for. You know, everybody, you know, look to correct themselves and then move forward. Coach Hackett also went on to talk about how he balances the urgency of winning and knowing that it's a 17-game season. Every game we're urgent. I mean, I don't think it's just one situation, one, uh, one, the first week, September, October, November, December, all those. Um, I mean, in the end, we're out there to compete every day and win every single game. Um, that's, that's our focus. That's our mindset. But it's one game at a time, one game at a time. And um, I mean, anything can happen in this league. And to me, it's just about executing the plan, knowing what we want to do, what we want to accomplish, everybody being on the details and knowing, knowing what to do and how to do it. And if we get that, we'll be successful. We also heard from center Lloyd Cushenberry today. He reflected on the offense's performance Monday night and how they can build off of it going into this weekend. I think we moved the ball well uh, all game. We uh, got down to the goal line and red zone multiple times. We just got to finish. We had a lot of yards of offense. We did well in the run game to start the game and protected well for the most part. So it's a lot of good things we could build on, but also a lot of things we need to fix when we get down in the red zone and closer. He also added that red zone efficiency was a point of emphasis at practice this week. Just when we get that, you know, that close, just a sense of urgency when we get down there. You know, we put all this work in, do all these good things in the field and uh, to get to that point. So when we get there, we got to finish. And uh, we don't want three, we want seven at the end of the day. So that's what we got to get this weekend and the rest of the season because that'll help us out a lot. As we wrap up the top news of the day, let's take a look at the final injury report ahead of Sunday's matchup. Guard Quinn Miners and KJ Hamler did not participate in today's practice and were listed as out for Sunday's game. Inside linebacker Josie Jewell, outside linebacker Randy Gregory, and defensive lineman Deshaun Williams were all limited today and were listed as questionable. Cornerback Kwan Williams and offensive lineman Billy Turner were full participants today, but were also listed as questionable. Coach Jackie gave an update on KJ Hamler and said that with his unique injury, they just want to be sure they can get him to as many games as possible. They want him for the full season so they're being safe. Now joining me here in the Broncos podcast studio is Broncos lead writer Eric Delala for this week's game preview. Eric, nice to have you on the show again. Sid, thanks. It's been a whole week. I know. It's been a while. I've missed you in here. You even brought Phil in. I know. Scraping the bottom of the barrel with that guy. rubbed. <laughs> No, it's okay, but happy to be back. Well, Eric, just two more days until we are back out in Powerfield at Mile High for that home opener. You excited to be back in front of Broncos country? Yeah, it'll be nice to be back. Um, obviously, a couple home preseason games, but they haven't had a chance to see Russell Wilson in person. I haven't had a chance to cheer him on. Um, I don't know off the top of my head which side of the ball is going to be introduced and run out of the tunnel, but right. I would imagine it would be the offense, and if that's the case... Um, Man, what a roar there will be for Russell Wilson because 
despite losing in week one, I think he was everything you could have asked for third most passing yards in the league in week one. Um, obviously had that nice throw to Jerry Judy down the left sideline, uh, made some things happen on third down. He shows, I think, that when the Broncos get this thing clicking and are a little bit more precise, um, they're going to be able to compete with some of the top teams in the league. So I think fans at Empower Field a mile higher are going to be really happy to see Russell Wilson, and it'll be really nice to just be back at home, have that home field advantage, not have to deal with the crowd noise, and there's a lot of things that that can help. Yeah, we'll certainly be um, happy to have the crowd noise on our side coming off of that Seahawks game, as we know it was very loud down there in Seattle or up there in Seattle. Eric, let's dive a little bit deeper into this matchup. You know, like you mentioned, the offense, they moved the ball pretty well um, in Seattle, both on the ground and through the air, but had some, you know, costly mistakes in the red zone and with some penalties. So how do you hope to see this team really fix those come Sunday? Yeah, I mean, I hope they don't change too much because you mentioned that the offense looked Mm -hmm. really good. You know, they were on pace for more than 500 yards at halftime. I think they, you know, Russell Wilson ended up with more than 300 passing yards. Um, they were able to move the ball on the ground. They were able to mix in some screen plays, which really has not been part of the Broncos offense here in the last couple of years. That's always a great way to get uh, defenses off balance. So I liked that. Um, some creativity, I think, offensive play calling wise that we haven't seen in the last few years as well. And then you talk about, like I mentioned on third down, just the ability to convert those third and longs, which in previous years, I think you got off schedule and it was a little tricky to, you were kind of done. It was kind of a punt or a field goal. The Broncos showed the ability, I think, to to make some longer plays, those critical plays. Um, so, so I hope they don't change too much, Sydney. They've just got to do it a little bit better. And whether that's in the red zone, mm-hmm. uh, being a little bit more sound with your assignments, uh, holding that block for an extra second, making sure everybody's on the same page in terms of what they're supposed to be doing. Uh, holding on to the football a little bit better, avoiding those turnovers, making sure that, you know, the operation is a little bit better in terms of getting the play call in, getting the getting to the line of scrimmage, and then whether you're audible or not, making sure you're getting the ball off before there's one second left on the play clock. Those will all be important things that, you know, I think the Broncos are going to improve upon. It's not as difficult when you're at home. You're not dealing with the crowd noise, so I think that'll help things. But I don't want to see wholesale changes because I think what we saw on Monday night and that people have glanced over a little bit is that this offense has looked a lot better than it has in a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, Eric, you know, we had some key injuries this week. Yep. Um, unfortunately, uh, Quinn Miners will be out and KJ Hamler was also ruled out today. Let's start with Quinn Miners in the offensive line. You know, Coach Hackett said it's going to be Graham Glasgow who starts in his place. What did you like about, you know, his performance when he replaced Quinn in the last game? And how do you think this offensive line will fare this week? Yeah, I mean, obviously Graham had that tough play there at the goal line. Um, Not really his fault. That was a communication issue. I thought he played fine otherwise. Could have maybe gotten out to a blocker or to a defender on the screen a little bit faster. But it's hard to tell there. Is that the running back? Is that the quarterback throwing the ball? Kind of those things all from a timing perspective, I think Mm -hmm. will get better on those screens. Um, I hope the Broncos are able to keep their running game as consistent as it was, because especially with Quint Miners in there running to the right side behind Miners and Fleming, they found a lot of success. Hopefully they're stable to still able to do that with Graham Glasgow. Um, that will be important for this team's chances just to, you know, be a little bit more balanced, get those runs, uh, kind of wear the Houston defense down. I think Jonathan Taylor with the Colts had more than 160 rushing yards. Yeah. So there's an opportunity here for this Broncos rushing attack. And uh, I think that 
Graham Glasgow can step in. We'll just need to see him do it. He hasn't played a ton of football since suffering a season-ending injury last year, but it's worth noting he is a veteran. He was brought in here as a starter a few years ago, a prized free agent addition, so we know he has talent. I think it's more about just getting up to speed, getting into that rhythm, right. and then we'll kind of see where things play out from there. Okay, Jay Hamler, he was also ruled out. Coach Hackett said they're just being safe with him. What do you think this means for the offense? Do you think maybe you know Montreal Washington or Jalen Virgil steps up in his place? or? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because KJ didn't have a catch last yeah. week, but he did have a target and, of mm-hmm. course, drew the long pass interference penalty. That, that didn't, I guess, count as a target, so technically throwing the ball twice, but mm-hmm. um, otherwise wasn't hugely involved in the offense, but he was out there a lot, 40 plays. And we know what his speed does to defense is it stretches you. It forces the safety to backpedal, which then, you know, I think of some of these third downs where Cortland Sutton found that kind of pocket in the middle of the defense. That's in part because of the speed of KJ Hamler, you know, saying, hey, uh, the safety can't afford to creep down and, and try to make a play on Sutton because they got to worry about KJ Hamler. And so, yeah, I'll be interested to see what they do if it's Montreal, Washington. Um, Tyree Cleveland got some play, right. mostly kind of in run situations because he's obviously a good blocker. And then, yeah, I would think Jalen Virgil would be active for the first time after being inactive last week. But um, I'm curious to see how big of a game plan, a bit, how big a part of the game plan any of those guys are, or if this will be a week where you really feed Jerry Judy, you really feed Cortland Sutton. Uh, obviously, Javante had 11 catches last week, so he could be involved again. The tight ends. Got a lot of targets in week one. Um, I think it is worth noting in general, when Russ was with the Seahawks, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf were kind of his main guys. And Mm so I think there's a chance the Broncos can get by with just those two guys Mm -hmm. and and that they're going to be the main weapons for this offense as far as the wide receivers go. But again, KJ Hamler's speed, it has a big impact. And so maybe, yeah, maybe it is a Virgil that gets more opportunities and, and pushes the safeties deep. Well, as you know, Justin Simmons, he was placed on injured reserve earlier this week and will be out for at least four weeks. Um, Coach Hackett announced yesterday that Keen Stearns will start in his place. How do you think this secondary first will fare without Justin, but how do you think Caden Stearns will do in that position? Yeah, it's well, let's start with the loss of Justin. I, yeah. I think that I don't want to like dismiss any opponent on the Broncos schedule, but I think yeah. as, as you look at quarterbacks across the league and you think of quarterbacks that push the, da- the ball downfield and really attack defenses, you think of a Patrick Mahomes, you think of a Justin Herbert, right. um, you know, Derek Carr does it from time to time. You think of a Josh Allen who obviously is not on the Broncos schedule, but mm-hmm. um, I think when you look at the quarterbacks that are coming up with maybe the exception of Derek Carr, you know, Davis Mills is probably not going to do that as much. Matt Ryan, uh, Trey Lance, um, who's obviously a, a young player making mm-hmm. starting his first what we think will be full season. Uh, and, and so I'm not necessarily as worried about kind of like Justin Simmons as a playmaker because I just don't know the, how much they're going to be challenged deep. And so I don't know right. if Justin Simmons was, was going to come up with these interceptions anyway. I think the Broncos more likely we're going to keep these guys short of the sticks, intermediate passes, kind of make plays there. And mm-hmm. these offenses we're going to try to, you know, move their way down the field in smaller chunks. So from a playmaking perspective, I don't know how much they'll miss him. Obviously he's a great player and they'd rather have him out there. But I think the bigger thing is communication wise. We saw that both touchdowns the Seahawks had in week one were the result of certainly one was a blown coverage and it looked like on the second one, maybe a safety should have been there to help. And so I just wonder 
are they able to get through these games without any big errors? Because the Texans have Brandon Cooks, who's a really talented weapon. He's a great player, very fast, shifty, mm-hmm. uh, can find space in the defense. But outside of that, and, you know, O.J. Howard had a couple of touchdowns, there's not the kind of the – there's no Tyreek Hill. There's not, um, you know, it's not an offense that has Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Mm-hmm. Even D.K. Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, I think, was – probably a stronger duo overall. Absolutely. And so the only way I see Houston kind of having a ton of success in the passing game is if there's these mishaps and these blown coverages and all of a sudden Brandon Cooks is down the sideline or, or catches a ball in space and the safety isn't where they're supposed to be. And and all of a sudden now you're dealing with kind of this weirdness. That would make me nervous. I think if it's just if the Broncos can just get in position and play the way they're supposed to play, I think they'll have the advantage. But without Justin... I worry a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. And then Caden. Yes. Sorry, sorry uh, to go on there about Justin, but I think Caden's ready for this moment. He's played a lot of football mm-hmm. um, comparatively, you know, over the last few years has played in the dime package. Uh, he's a physical player. He's obviously shown an ability to make plays. I think back to that Cowboys game last year. Last year yeah. I think he's ready for this opportunity and uh, he'll be up to the task. Do you think you mentioned, you know, the defense's performance in the ver- first half last week versus the second half. Do you think they'll can be able to continue to ride that momentum heading into, you know, this game? I, I hope despite so. not having, you know, Justin back there. Yeah, I hope so. I think that some of the things that encourage me are the run defense got a lot better in the second half. Yeah. There were fewer missed tackles. I think you can attribute that to just kind of getting used to the speed of the game with his what which is what Ajiro Evero said this week you just have to get used to mm-hmm. that game speed and he said even preseason wouldn't prepare you for that so there are people who said oh that shows you should have played in the preseason no it's not necessarily mm-hmm. what that means but uh fewer missed tackles I think the penalties are easy to clean up um and then if you're able to stop the run and not have penalties, you put them in third and long. Obviously, Bradley Chubb looked really good. Yeah. Uh, Randy Gregory had a nice debut. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I do think that the Broncos are going to be able to play good defense from the start of this game. I think being at home where it's loud and you can maybe rattle a young quarterback could be helpful. Um, but again, they just they have to make sure they're on the same play, same page because the, the I don't want to say like the danger, but I guess the danger is that you're holding them, you're playing really good defense, and then all of a sudden one miscue and it's, you know, the Texans are on the board with a touchdown. And so you've got to make sure that those one or two plays don't nullify the rest of a really good defensive effort. Well, a lot to watch for this weekend. Eric, as we wrap this up, what's your game prediction? Yeah, I think the Broncos will win. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think it'll be a little bit closer than maybe people think. Uh, I will go with, I think on our uh, countdown to kickoff show, I said 26-20. I'll give them one more point here. I'll say Broncos (laughs) 27-20, maybe a late score for the Texans. But I think it'll be, I think it will feel, it won't be a huge blow, but I think it'll feel comfortable enough. There won't be any uh, last-minute drives or any last-second panic. I think the Broncos get a win, get back to one-on-one, back to one-and-one, and and, uh, feel pretty good about where they are. Well, I hope you're right, and the team gets their first win at home this weekend. Eric, appreciate your time and your insight. You got it. Well, that'll do it for today's episode of Broncos Now. Broncos Country, thanks so much for tuning in today and every day. I hope to see you all this Sunday at Empower Field at Mile High for the home opener. But if not, I'll meet you right back here on the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube this Monday for a game recap. See you guys then.